0: Welcome to Beltway Talk, the podcast of the American International Automobile Dealers Association, where we examine the intersection between Washington politics and the auto retail industry. I'm your host, Hannah Oliver. Today's episode of Beltway Talk is sponsored by AIADA affinity partner, Federated Insurance. It's our business to protect yours. Since 1997, Federated has partnered with AIADA to provide its members with superior business insurance and risk management solutions. Find out more at AIADA.org. Cody Lusk, who is the president and CEO of AIADA, is joining Beltway Talk today. He's here to update dealers on what's happened here in Washington over the past few months as it relates to their businesses, as well as what he's hearing from AIADA's dealers and what to expect through the rest of 2020. Welcome back to Beltway Talk, Cody.
1: Yeah, it's great to be back.
0: Back in April, I know dealers were kind of in the eye of the COVID storm. Can you start today's Beltway Talk podcast by catching listeners up on what's happened in the industry since then?
1: Well, I think you know you have to go back to what happened, which was really unprecedented, where you had the entire industry from retail to the OEMs to the, manu- to the manufacturing facilities, not just here, but in other countries, completely shut down. Mm-hmm. That's never happened before. You may have had a storm that went through or some natural disaster, but we had the entire industry shut down, not by... Uh, you know, any natural disaster or financial disaster, but just uh, you know, a pandemic. Which, and I think what happened since then is just really highlights the resiliency, uh, the dedication, and and the, really the grit that dealers have uh, to this industry and the commitment that they have to the communities. And they've been able to rebound. And you know, each month has been a little better than the last. June was spectacular because there was pent-up demand. Now the issue is a lot of. You know, a lot of dealers are out of cars because the manufacturing facilities couldn't catch up. But uh, that's a better problem than we had before. So we're we're getting out, you know, a day at a time. But I think you know the industry rebounded largely uh, in response to what dealers uh, have done to satisfy customers during this pandemic.
0: Absolutely, and um, I know that the paycheck protection program was really um, one of the biggest issues coming out of washington over the last couple of months what were some of the roadblocks dealers overcame while the program was implemented
1: well i think you know you had this government program that really came out and you know the program was released without a lot of the facts and without you know really any of the guidelines about how do you access this how do you apply who do you go through and you know the banks wanted to get the money out because they you know they wanted to help but they didn't have the guidance you know we were in constant contact luckily you've got good friends that run those associations that made us uh, privy to a lot of their uh, membership calls and a lot of what was going on behind the scenes uh, dealers went to work with you know various banks were more successful than others at getting through a lot of them that had previous SBA experience were more helpful uh, but in the end I think uh, you know everybody that that wanted a, a PPP loan and I think if you take out the public companies who chose not to participate pretty much every dealer in the country, uh, received these PPP loans uh, that enable them to keep the people on the payroll enable them to have the liquidity they needed to kind of get through that tough time uh, and really keep the business afloat so it was uh, it was it was really great uh, you know for our industry uh, in particular
0: okay um, so can you talk to listeners aside from the PPP program what has AIADA been doing in DC over the summer months to advocate on dealers behalf? While they're doing the hard work of healing their, keeping their
1: dealerships afloat. Well, one thing, I mean, we're just talking about what's happening in the industry and keeping uh, members of Congress abreast of what's going on. Uh, luckily, we have some members of Congress uh, that are car dealers, and they've been helpful to kind of spread the word about how they've worked PPP loans. Uh, you've had uh, the implementation now, the effective date of, of the new USMCA go into force. Uh, you've had, you know, other issues about how is the economy doing as it relates to us, you know, and that's that's been a thing that just, just educating members on the whole about what's going on in our industry because there was a real fear that, you know, you looked at how down we were in April that we were never going to get out of that and we're slowly getting out of it and some, you know, June was a uh, it was a great month, you know, compared to to may and to, to april obviously but you know it's kind of one month at a time one week at a time and we're just keeping them abreast of everything you know down the road are we going if, to if things continue like this we might not need a stimulus if we see a resurgence of the pandemic in certain states and, and things are getting shut down what does that mean so we're kind of taking it sort of one week at a time but but keeping them abreast of what's going on is the most important thing mm-hmm.
0: and i know you just referenced it in your previous um answer, but um, there have been talks of an industry bailout from Washington. What are your thoughts on this and what do you think our industry needs right now?
1: Well, I think, uh, you know, bailout, I wouldn't say that. It's more of a, you know, would there be any need for a stimulus program for the auto sector? And, you know, that was discussed sort of early on. We saw that the, the natural demand came back and then now the issue is that we don't have the supply necessary. So I think, uh, the industry itself has decided, I, you know, we, we, it's best to take a wait and see approach to what we might need. I think uh, the two things that that I have talked about publicly is uh, if, we, if we do any kind of stimulus, it has to be something that benefits the entire industry. It can't target just one or two manufacturers in particular. It needs to help the entire industry. And it needs to be very simple and very customer focused. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, what, what the market brings in the coming months ahead and, and where we are. But you know right now, if we can just get the supply chains back open and, and get, get those trucks coming and other things uh, you know, that give the dealers uh, products to sell and provide customers what they want, I think we'll be just fine.
0: Yeah, well, it's definitely um, uncharted territory right now. And I know you've been at the helm of AIADA for well over a decade and have seen dealers per- persevere through multiple setbacks, including the Great Recession. Um, in your opinion, how have past storms helped dealers persevere?
1: Well, again, that you have to go to the, the resiliency of, of auto dealers. And, you know, people kind of act like dealers don't change and don't adapt, but they've been adapting for 100 years. And to whatever's thrown at them, whether that's outside influences or. Uh, manufacturers, or legislation, or regulation, and so I think that's prepared them. I think really, you know, you, you do look back, and my experience was with the Great Recession, and how that was just this financial meltdown that that caused everything to kind of go. And you had, I saw for the first time. I mean, you know, dealers were losing their businesses, or had their stores. You know, the manufacturers were going to take them away. There was all kinds of, of frightening times for dealers, and this was unique because this came on so quickly. Uh, And just shut everything down, and nobody really. Everybody was kind of in the same boat. In other words, but then you started going out one state at a time, kind of opening up more than others. But I think, um, you know, I think that I I hand it to my friends at the state associations who did a fantastic job of of getting their governors, for the most part, online, getting you know dealerships at least early on, serviced, uh, declared essential services, uh, essential businesses, and eventually all the states came online and. Uh, you know, I credit them for working uh, with their governors and uh, also the dealers as well to make them uh, a vital part of the community. And they're proving that every day.
0: Um, Are there particular strategies or tactics that you've seen dealers deploy that have been especially effective at navigating COVID-19?
1: Well, I think you just look back and I mean, and it depends on where you are. I mean, some dealers really weren't shut down that long. Others, you look at Washington or Pennsylvania, you know, couldn't even sell uh, online uh, for a very long time. But you've seen, you know, that the, the dealers embrace technology maybe at a much faster pace or an accelerated pace or this sort of transformation to all digital retailing. And by that, I mean, just doing as much as they can online. A lot of this was state regulations you had to get through to e-sign and do that kind of thing. But all that was kind of pushed forward to serve the customer better. Uh, You've got remote deliveries, you've got, you know, uh, dealers are really fast forwarded this, you know, picking up uh, and dropping off remote, you know, for the customers going to your house, picking up your vehicle, dropping it off, service it, do whatever you need to do to make your life easier, I think has really been wonderful to see. You know, you also had early on, Dealers utilizing their salespeople not to contact customers to sell them a vehicle because technically they couldn't, but to say, is there anything that you need? Mm-hmm. You don't have to leave your house. You put an online order. We'll go to the grocery store, pick it up for you, and drop it off at your house. So you saw them really making inroads with customers uh, outside of selling them a vehicle that may sell them a vehicle down the road. So it's a, you, know, you see this community building and community spirit that really comes to the forefront at times like this that makes you proud to be a part of this industry. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, speaking of community, I have been particularly struck personally at how dealers have maintained their commitment to their communities, even while they're just worrying about keeping their own businesses open and keeping their employees. Um, Can you just take a minute to talk about the ways dealers are continuing to support charities and causes in the communities where they operate?
1: Yeah, I mean, it really highlights that these are community how important they are to their local communities, and not just because of the business taxes and the you know payroll and things that they provide, but really the spirit and the backbone and the outreach they do. You know, you look at what they've been doing for the first responders, for the hospitals, for you know other the food drives that they've had uh, for the food banks. I mean, you name it, uh, you know repairing going to the hospitals and making repairs to vehicles i mean it, across the board it's almost just multiple times a day and you know we've been using this hashtag dealers do good on our social media and it's just amazing to see just to, you know across the country every community uh, regardless of nameplate everybody pitching in and doing their part uh you sort of up and down uh you know uh, all the employees getting involved it really is fantastic to see the true commitment. And also, uh, at the OEM level, the manufacturers are doing their part to, you know, when they all made, you know, switched over to make PPE equipment and other things. I mean, it's just great to see it always it reminds you of what a fantastic industry we are and, and you know, how uh, luckily we are to be part of such a great community. Mm, absolutely. So, um,
0: kind of to move towards wrapping up, it is July and there is plenty of runway left for 2020. Do you have any predictions on what you see for the rest of the year?
1: Well, I couldn't have worked for dealers for over a decade if I wasn't an optimist. So uh, I'm, you know, I'm optimistic about about what the rest of the year holds. I think, uh, like I said, dealers have, have, have I think made it through the tougher times. Now we don't know what's what's coming ahead of, as long you know the longer this pandemic goes, or we have resurgences, if we, you know, might have new lockdowns in certain places. I don't know, but you know, you look at the, from the standpoint of uh, you know. People are driving again. I look around the metro D.C. area. I see people, you know, the traffic's, you know, gradually starting to, to build up again. But you also look from the standpoint of if you are going to start going back to work, you are going to start getting around. You're not taking public transportation as much anymore. So I think that may suffer. So I think that's a bright spot for. Uh, Our industry, you see that in the used car values going up. You see that, you know, with new car grosses and everything else So people still want vehicles people that maybe didn't want to use a vehicle before now are like, you know what? I could use a car to get around then because I'm not gonna take the metro in every day or I don't want to hop on the bus. I don't feel comfortable So I think as long as we can get the product, you know delivered uh, get it manufactured safely uh, I think it's gonna be a bright uh, time for the rest of the year
0: Mm -hmm. and for the rest of the year. I know this is still an important time for dealers to be involved with what's happening here in Washington. Can you just wrap up by telling us what they can and should be doing to be involved this year?
1: Well, I think, you know, it's always easy to reach out and you look at, uh, dealers took advantage of, or, or, or were blessed to have the opportunity uh, with the PPP program. And I think that's an, an easy thing to reach out to their member of Congress because all Senate, all members of Congress for the most part supported that program. I think it's it's easy for them to reach out and say, hey, thanks, I appreciate this. Here's how we utilize this. This is how the business is doing. That's always an easy entree because you know, you don't wanna just go to your member of Congress and ask, you know, I, I need this, I need this, I need this. So if you can start off with a thank you, or hey, this is working, uh, you know, you need to keep thinking like this, uh, you know, bipartisan things that are working for the good of uh, the economy and, 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 and businesses in general, uh, you know, and their employees. I think that's the kind of thing that gives you entree uh, to build a dialogue and kind of a toxic environment right now. You know, that's not a red blue issue. This is a jobs issue. This is a you know, community issue. And, this, and I think that starts the dialogue. You know, also we're we're developing programs where they can invite their members online to do a dealership tour. I think I think just explaining to them, again, regardless of party, reach out to your member, reach out to their district staff, uh, let them know how your business is doing is very important because they're everybody's wrestling with you know businesses closing. Uh, what's happening and, and you know, right now you can talk about the the positive things that are happening in, in our business with, the, you know, the technological advances, what they're doing to satisfy the customers and community outreach events, things like that, keep them abreast of that, send pictures. So there's things that can be doing right now uh, that are very positive that could have a lasting impact on uh, on our industry.
0: All right, Cody. Well, thank you so much for joining this episode of Beltway Talk. That wraps us up for today and we will look forward to having you on again in the next few months.
1: Great to be here. Thanks, Anna.
0: That wraps up this episode of Beltway Talk. Thank you so much for listening in. As a reminder, you can find all of AIADA's COVID-19 dealer resources on our website at aiada.org slash coronavirus. Join us again next time for Beltway Talk.